and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Copybook Headings podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, this show is inspired by the poem by Rudyard Kipling called The Gods of the Copybook Headings. And every week we take an old proverb or saying, maxim, and we break it down to see what we can learn from it and to see if there's still any relevance to these old sayings uh, nowadays. I am your host, Patrick Payne, and with me as always is my co-host, Andrew Stevens. Andrew, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. This is a, this is a fun week. We've got two, we're double recording this week because I'm going to be out yep. of town next week. So just talked to you the other day, but uh, <laughs> anything new since then? Um, you know, so, oh, let me tell you about uh, what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to do the, the hundred pushup challenge. Oh yeah. I think you're so telling me about I'm, that off air. I'm working up to do a hundred in a row, but, uh, you know, How's it coming? It, well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. So I'm, I'm doing bite-sized chunks for now. I haven't gotten okay. up to a hundred in a day yet. I've gotten up to 60 in a day. The goal so, is a hundred in a day, not a hundred at once. Right. Well, I, I think that's my first, like the first goal, like big milestone for me is a hundred in a day, uh-huh. but I would like to be able to work up to a hundred in a row. I don't know if that's going to, you know, there's you have to lose some weight with that, but, uh, I have <laughs> huge arms, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so that's the first, the first benchmark. Yeah. That's the first goal is to get a hundred in a day. So I think I'm a few weeks away from that, but I think we'll get there. Heck yeah, that's awesome. I uh, I think I told you I'd had surgery on my neck a little while ago, so I have had mm. some nerve stuff going on where I have like a ton of weakness on my right side. You forget how just like having the strength to do a push up, you take it for granted because now I have like yeah. no strength on one side. I could I I I could do zero push ups, and I'm not talking like the day after my surgery. I'm talking the six weeks after the full recovery. Then I could do yeah. still no do zero push ups. Now I'm up to like I think I could maybe do ten. But then I kind of messed up my other shoulder because I think I was putting too much stress on it. So I'm like, oh gosh. So I'm trying to slowly work up to being able to be, be fit again. But we'll see yeah, how it goes. That's that's what I was expecting. Uh, you know, my first my first day after not doing them for a long time, I thought, okay, my arms are just going to give out on me. Uh, maybe my shoulders and my wrists aren't just going to be strong enough. Um, but it was my it was my abs. They just completely went out. Oh and yeah, because there's a lot of planking. I, it's a lot of planking, but also I was shooting myself in the foot because I was wearing socks, and so my feet were just slipping. And so I'm just extra, extra flexing, you know, just trying to stay nice. in a plank. So I, I fixed that, corrected that, and we we got some gains after that. But. Nice, nice. Well, good luck. I wish you the best. We'll we'll Thank follow you. up with you to see. We'll keep you accountable here. Yeah, that's that's why I, that's why I wanted to share it because I've got a little accountability group going with some of my my college buddies. And so just spreading that around a bit. There you go. Now our millions of listeners, uh, will yep. also know. So, yeah, they're um, going to see me in the street, ask me to do some push-ups. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Hey, um, all right. So jumping into it. Um, we got a good one. Got a good one this week. This is another mm-hmm. one from, what was his name? Alexander Pope. Alexander Pope. Yeah. We're doing a little, I guess two in a row here with, with uh, something from him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, do you want to introduce it? Sure. Um, okay. 
Sure. Uh, to err is human. To forgive is divine. Um, yeah. Some people pronounce that to err is human, but I think the correct pronunciation is err, even though it sounds a little odd to some people's ears. Uh, yeah. yeah. To but basically to make to make mistakes to commit errors. I think that's probably why people um, are more comfortable yeah. with the other pronunciation. Uh, to err is divine, or to err is human. To forgive is divine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So seventeen eleven from his. His uh, poem, um, what's it called? Essay on an essay on criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, wrote it when he was pretty young and has some really good. He's got some really catchy stuff in there that has held on for hundreds of years. Just kind of instant classics that he had. And I think part of it is that they're he's tapping into something older, right? Especially for with sure. this one. This one does have some origins a little further back into antiquity. Um, but you know, not, not the exact thing we can, we can, I think pretty safely say this is his own, this is his own invention, his own spin. Did you find anything older, um, that it came from or any other iterations at all? Or is it kind of, yeah. one thing I found was, um, this is from an article in the grammarist, um, something from Plutarch. So he was first century AD, uh, historian. Mm-hmm. Uh, biographer he's he wrote and i'm not I, i'm not sure what the what his greek was but the translation for to err in opinion though it be not the part of wise men is at least human okay so so pope think, was drawing on maybe some some of that a little bit yeah and then i think he's you know you know christianizing it a bit mm-hmm. and applying it to to his own culture so but yeah, yeah. i think that was a, an influence yeah, there were a few of those Pope ones that we were looking at, and uh, I like this one. I wanted to do this one next because um, I think there's probably a lot to a lot to talk about with this one. Um, let so so let's start with just the beginning, right? Committing errors to 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 make mistakes is human. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean I I don't know of anybody who would disagree with that. Right. Uh, right. And yet at the same time, in our everyday behavior, sometimes we act like that's not something that we expect. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Like people really want to have that, you know, facade of perfection, but it's funny because no one is perfect. Everyone knows no one's perfect. Yeah. But, but people still really want to present that to the world. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, whether that be just a simple Instagram filter to hide your flaws or whether it's some hyper being hypercritical of a neighbor or a friend who yeah. screwed up, um, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it, it surprises me sometimes when I hear people criticizing someone else uh, for, for doing something. And I'm kind of like, Ooh, I've done that too. Like, <laughs> don't get mad at me. Cause like, yeah. that's something that maybe not that bad, but it's like something that, yeah, I've forgotten, you know, been careless or inconsiderate or, you know, you see this a ton driving, right? Everyone expects every other driver to be perfect, but then, yeah. You know, I don't know. I've, I've, I've had a Taco Bell burrito while I'm eating, trying to eat and drive at the same time, does something stupid yeah. before. So I don't know. Um, I'm not perfect for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's definitely, you know, from, from scripture, you know, the, the idea of ignoring the, the moat in your own eye, you know, the speck of dust in your eye and, <clears throat> or, you know, the beam in your eye and, and you're focusing on the speck of dust in someone else's. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we we definitely like to focus on other people's flaws and, and ignore our own. Um, it's just a funny, funny fact of human nature. 
Yeah, and the second part of this being to forgive is divine. This, like you said, uh, kind of Christianizing this and 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 bringing a religious spin into it. Uh, forgiveness is a big part of big part of our faith. It's a big part of Christianity, right? Um, yeah. Where you know the whole the the whole concept of this figure of Christ is the, the the redeemer, right? We're redeemed from these these errors that we make all throughout our life. They're going to be redeemed by the by the great forgiver, right? And yeah. what he asks us to do is to 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 follow him, to be like him, to forgive others our trespasses as he forgives ours, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I mean, we relate a lot of these. One of the thoughts I had was we relate a lot of these proverbs to parenting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, and I think we're going to continue to do that. But we this has been hard for me sometimes to accept how, how many mistakes kids make, <laughs> you know, yeah. you get a house full of them, especially it's like, there's just mistakes constantly being made. Yeah. And, um, it, it can be difficult sometimes I think to remember that that's literally kind of how it's supposed to be. Like he, he, you know, human beings learn through trial and error and, mm-hmm especially little children, they don't know very much. They're just, they're just fresh. They're just new. And so everything's a trial and and most of it's an error. And then, you know, having, having the patience to understand that and to, to realize that you were that way too, when you were little, you know, their kids are going to be that way. Um, and and so that, that, that's one thing that came to mind when I thought of this one. Yeah, that's, that's great. It's, there's, um, nothing that forces, you know, patience and self-reflection more than like, when a toddler is learning how to, you know, feed herself <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, just the mess it makes. And you're just like, wow, this would be so, so easy just for me to just feed the kid and keep things tidy, but they need to learn. And that with that one, there's going to be a lot of errors and the errors are going to be very evident all over the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think one thing that is maybe more challenging as a parent and, and something I haven't had to deal with a ton yet, but, um, it's the idea of that you starting to, when you see your own errors in your kids, see the, you know, the flaws of your ability to raise them and, and like those intergenerational, you know, mistakes and, and errors and that, that keep getting perpetuated and passed on often unconsciously, but sometimes you, you realize you're just failing at it, you know, mm-hmm. there's yep. nothing you can do about it really. <clears throat> yeah, that's painful. And that's hard sometimes to see that, uh, maybe some of these mistakes that the kids are making or reflecting on you mm-hmm. or, or some, maybe you're just afraid they're reflecting on you, you yeah. know, and, uh, some of the insecurities that you had growing up are now sh- you know, staring you in the face in the form of your, your little mini me, right. Who's doing yeah. the same things that, that you hated about yourself maybe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, um, my wife and I've been going through this, uh, kind of parenting course. We have a a kid who's got some, got some, uh, special issues that we're, we're trying to work through. And so mm-hmm. we got this, this course and, and one of the things it talks about is kind of these fight or flight modes that some of these kids can get in, you know, where they just kind of shut down where they're freaked out or they're, they don't feel, you know, yeah. and, um, <clears throat> basically I talked about before you can deal with a kid who's melting down, um, from just overstimulation of emotion, you have to make sure that you are not, melting down from overstimulation yeah. of emotion. Like you have to get your emotions under control first 
and figure out what it, what is it that's causing you to flip out, to flip your lid, to go crazy, to, to get angry <clears throat> before you can deal with this kid who's melting down. You have to be calm. You have to be the calm one, you know? And, um, <clears throat> that's not to say permissive or, or, you know, you can still be firm, but, um, and consistent, which is, which is important, but yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's an adventure. <laughs> did I tell you about the uh, the water situation my city was having? Did I tell you about that last time? I can't remember. Yeah, you you did. Any any more news on that? Do you know? No, not really. If you're actually safe to drink your water in your town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they have told us. But in the meantime, we bought we got one of those like, uh, um, you know, those big five gallon jugs with and like uh-huh. a little water cooler. We got one of those little water cooler things. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And so we're just drinking bottled water, and I, we might just keep doing that. I don't know. But, um, of course it's just about tall enough for my one and a half year old to go over there and reach up and get it. Oh, yeah. So now we have a putt, like a pond in our kitchen all the time. Cause the most fun thing in the world to do is for him to just go flip that thing. Yeah. And I, I don't yeah. know if they, I think they make locking ones. I'm gonna probably have to replace it or do something. Cause this is, she's <laughs> went in today and we're, uh, we're swimming around the house. Well, you'll, you'll have to let me know. Cause I, we have one of those Berkey water filters, same thing where it's, you know, on a stand. Yeah. And we don't use it because, for that reason, because the, the toddler <laughs> just wants to turn it on. So yeah, yeah I'll, have to look, I'll have to look too to see if there's a locking one. That's a great idea. <laughs> I think there is. I just need to see if this one, mine has the way to replace the nozzle. But yeah. anyway, <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, parenting is really, this is, um, it's really evident about how, how flawed we are. And in, from the, from kind of a religious aspect, when you think of ourselves as, you know, children of a, of a deity of God, right. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Christianity teaches us this, this concept of, you know, God being the father, right. Right. Well, if we are to God, what children are to us, you know, or at least in some way. Yeah. Um, it's important to, to, to remember, and you know, maybe that can help us have a little more grace for others. Cause you realize how far we all are away from, from that standard of perfection that we're, we all wish we were, but we're yeah. not. Yeah. We are all the toddlers learning how to eat with a spoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. I mean, like from a cosmic sense, literally, yeah, we're just, we're just babies and um, we got a lot to learn. And so, um, so that kind of brings, that kind of brings us into the second, second portion of this, right. Is the forgiving is divine. Mm-hmm. Um do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the first one was, you know, it, it shows kind of that unique nature of man in relationship to God, where as opposed to like animals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, humans, humans can hold a grudge. I don't know. I don't know if an- other animals do. Maybe there's some, uh, maybe elephants do. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> like we're the ones, we, we're hold the, we hold the grudge. So it, it really... Um, you know, the way that we can rise above our, you know, the animal aspect of ourselves is to, is to uh, embrace the divine act of forgiveness, right. For each other and ourselves. I think ourselves is, is the really tricky one. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking about with, with that aspect. Yeah, for sure. Um, what, what were you thinking when you first, and when you picked this, what is, as far as that aspect of forgiveness? Yeah, it's uh I think you're right. And in I I don't know exactly why that is, but it, it really does seem like 
the ability to to turn the other cheek, the ability to not return evil for evil mm-hmm. really kind of elevates us to a higher a higher plane above that of a you know some animalistic back and forth yeah um um and so yeah that's 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 i think should be a paramount goal for us not just in parenting but in our in our daily lives um we've talked about this a little bit with with you know some of the ones we've done recently with talking about family and talking about you know you're going to have interpersonal conflicts in your probably work or friends or is, and certainly in your family. I mean, that, that's you're, you spend too much time with your family growing up, not to have any, have any issues. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, you know, forgiveness really is divine. And I, I think that that's, that's a kind of a, it's pretty literal when you think about it from a, from a Christian perspective. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, and it's ultimately, you know, a, a merciful practice for for ourselves, right? That because mm-hmm. just having that kind of resentment hanging around is just bad for your health. Like <laughs> just objectively, yeah. the stress and everything, you know, take years off your life being being crabby at everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, it really can. And you know, I've heard there's the lots of different you know, metaphors about that, but I've heard of like, you know, you're holding the hot coal cause you're trying to find the person to throw it at them. But in the meantime, it's just burning your hand. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, the, the holding a grudge or, or, or harboring vengeful feelings. Um, it, yeah, it really does. It has a, a spiritual effect on you an emotional, mental, psychological effect on you, pr- probably physical as well. If it's, mm-hmm. if it's bad enough and long enough. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's in your best interest to forgive. It's in, society's best interest to forgive you could, could you could you imagine if nobody ever forgave me for anything what a nightmare it would be yeah. um but but that does kind of bring up something um <clears throat> what do you think about the the balance between you know where you do want to hold people accountable we can't have a society where people can get away with anything they want uh, you right. can't be too permissive you got to have some sort of law and order and and consequence for bad behavior how, how do you do you think we can balance that between that and, and forgiveness um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the point of life is, is to, to grow and improve. And, and, you know, part of that is, you know, learning from your mistakes. So you, I, I think what comes to mind is what you're talking about with, with parenting, with, with discipline. I think we've talked about before, like you, you yourself need to be calm. You need to be kind of separated from the, um, the heat of the moment as far as, punishment versus um you know retribution Mm -hmm. and so i think you know i i think you can still have forgiveness for people and um but they still need to um you know there's there still needs to be justice there still needs to be um i don't know i don't know um I mean, people people still need to be be punished for for things they do, or otherwise, you know, separated from from polite society while they while they figure things out. Yeah. Um, get back on track. I mean, because I think mean, that's part of it. Like we we don't put people away for life or kill them for every little thing, right? Like it's right. there's there's different degrees of of offense and and inability to 
to integrate with and work well with other people. So, mm -hmm. and yeah, and ideally it would be <clears throat> most punishments for smaller crimes would be, you know, rehabilitative in some way. I don't know how, yeah. how well our society does that, but, but yeah, um, being able to come back from, from mistakes is, is a, is a huge thing. Um, because we all have them and, and, you know, to, to, to varying degrees or another. And so, but yeah, I think, I think you're right about how it, it's not, I mean, it doesn't, it certainly doesn't, forgiveness doesn't preclude a punishment. It doesn't preclude yeah. a consequence. There's, there should be consequences for, for bad actions. Um, <clears throat> I had a experience a while ago where I had a, a coworker that, um, was like doing something unethical with some, mm -hmm. some, some fun, some money and, uh, not, uh, not telling me about it and kind of, you know, we were supposed to be splitting this money, the, the way they were doing this and some of these sales yeah. commissions and it, it wasn't happening. So, um, I ended up leaving, I was mad about it for a while. And then, I mean, I was like, I just didn't, I mean, I had to like go through lawsuit. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of messy to get, yeah. to get what I, what I was owed and I was irritated and mad about it for a while. But then I was just kind of like, okay, you know, I, I, I just let it go. You know, it just, it just got to the point where it's like, all right, this isn't helping me to be angry about it anymore. It's just, they did what they did. You know, that's the end of that. At the same time, I, I probably wouldn't go into business with him again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, there's some consequences there that are going to be, that are going to remain. Yeah, there's you know the the saying that goes along with the, the forgiven, not forgotten. Yeah. Um, I mean, everyone everyone is learning from from mistakes. You're you're learning from other people's, and one of the things you're learning is that you can't trust them with certain things. Yeah. Um, so if someone betrays a trust in in business, you're not going to go into business with them again. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think that's. I mean, we've been talking faith and Christianity so far. I mean, that that is biblical. If you think about the the parable of the talents where the Lord gives, you know, 10 talents to one, one of his servants and so many to another and one to another, you know, the one who was not trustworthy wasn't given anymore. In fact, he was taken yeah. away what he was given. Yeah. Like, well, I can't trust you to do good things with this. Like I told you to, so I'm going to give this to the other guy. So, yeah. um, and this is, you know, the, the, like we said, the, 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 the ultimate forgiver is saying, well, you know, we're going to take this responsibility away from you that I gave you because you can't be trusted with it. So, and you know, who knows what go, went on beyond that story. Maybe, there, maybe he was able to redeem himself and, and, and get back to it. But, but yeah, I think, uh, uh, trust can be, can be broken and you don't, you, you, you don't need to be a fool or, um, put yourself in harm's way. And in, in that, that's not what forgiveness requires is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, Usually kind of about this time, we talk about the, the flip side of the, the copybook headings, which is as, the, as Kipling's poem talks about the gods of the marketplace, which is kind of this, uh, the way that society blows back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about this one? What do you think? Do you think this is something that society um, teaches or values? Or do you think this is something that um, it doesn't? I think, it, I think this one's all over the place. I think because, you know, this as we talked about, this has two aspects to it. Mm -hmm. uh, the, with the first part, you know, to err is human. I, I think as we said, everyone understands that because everyone experiences it. Um, but there is a little bit of denial, I think, popularly, but I think there might, there probably always has been. So I don't know that this one necessarily is 
a fault of our current culture so much as just a fault of all cultures of, of um, being having the humility to, to recognize everyone makes mistakes. Um, I think the other aspect, though, the to forgive is divine is probably not as appreciated mm. uh, universally. Probably, mm. and, and also it, it bears out in a, a lot of, like this one gets cut in half a lot when it's quoted. When people talk about it, they'll, they'll just say the first part. Yeah. Um, and they forget about the second part. So I, I think <clears throat> more broadly, it's not as, as appreciated, part, partly because people are less and less religious. And so they mm-hmm. don't, they don't want to think about the divine. Um, or so, yeah, that's, that. I, I was trying to think of some examples. Maybe, maybe you th- can think of some of, of how this is treated in, in popular culture. Yeah. I, um, w- w- my thoughts were that it feels like some sins, you know, for lack of a better term are f- yeah. much more readily forgiven. Mm-hmm. And some, it feels like, you know, what would, you know, talk about cancel culture or something. They'll oh, yeah. dredge up some tweet from seven years ago of someone that made a uh, inappropriate joke or something. And it's like, that seems certain things, you know, they seem to be just completely unforgivable in society. And, and people will just, will just hate you forever for something you, you, they, that they did. And then yeah. other stuff seems just, just be, you know, eh nobody's perfect. Um, I'm trying to think of more specific concrete examples of that, but um, I don't know. Have you seen anything like that? Is that, is that kind of ringing a bell? No, I, that's a great example. You know, people, people talk about, you know, how the, you know, the internet doesn't forget or, yeah. you know, but, but really I think it's the internet doesn't forgive. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, it's, it's people, anything you put out there becomes permanent and becomes present. Right. There's no, there's no context of afforded or, or growth. It's everything is at that moment. So anything bad is, is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that gets dredged up. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, we talk a lot about parenting, but parents are, are man, brutally just eviscerated online when they make mistakes. Yeah. Um, there was a, I just had an experience just the other day. <clears throat> what was it? Yesterday. I was, um, I was walking, uh, in the park through the parking lot of this grocery store. And this mom had her like little kid. She was walking, holding her hand. She was pushing the stroller or not the stroller, the, uh, the, the grocery cart. And she opens up her trunk and she's loading up the groceries and the, the receipt blows out from the wind and starts going into the parking lot. Hmm. And the little girl says, Oh, I'm going to go get it. And she starts running after the receipt because it's blowing in the wind. just like a yeah. little kid thing to do. And, uh, a car's coming and I don't, and I'm sitting here looking and I'm like, I don't know if this car can see this little kid. Cause you know, sometimes they're hard to see their little. And so I'm like ready to run out there. And then all of a sudden the car stops and the mom like looks up and sees the kid and freaks out and runs over there and nothing happened. But I was like, you know, I, I've seen stuff like that happen where people are just horrifically cruel to that mom yeah. because she, I don't know, she was focusing on getting her eggs in the trunk and looked away from her kid for a second. It's just something that happens, you know? And, uh, and yeah, people, people can be pretty unforgiving. Yeah. I, I, I see that kind of stuff. It, my wife will tell me about some, whatever, you know, pile on, on, on Instagram, someone talking about like some, you know, terrible medical thing in their family or something. And people still just 
just finding fault everywhere. And, um, yeah, when it comes to like little mistakes you make as a parent that are natural for everyone, just like you mentioned, like people just pile on, they don't want to, uh, give any, any grace to anyone. Yeah. Especially if something bad would have happened. I mean, if that little girl had gotten hit, I mean, it would have been, there would have been, you know, 10,000, if, if that got posted online, there'd have been 10,000 comments, people telling her that she is, deserves to go to prison or something. Yeah. Um, whereas it, to me, it seemed like just kind of a, one of those things, you know, she looked away for a second thinking the kid was right there. It yeah. seems like she was a little bit old enough to not, to know not to run in the street normally. So, you know, like a toddler will just run out. She was a little older than that, but she, she was trying to get the receipt, you know? So in her mind, she's like, she's doing something, but it's just a, it's it's just a weird, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it could have been a, could have been a bad thing, but but uh, fortunately it wasn't. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is a uh, very selectively applied in, in society. Yeah. Like people will love it for, will forgive themselves, but, uh, they're pretty, pretty harsh on certain things. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, it's definitely easy to much easier to forgive, you know, people you like people, people that are like you or that remind you of yourself, you know, rather mm-hmm. than people who are a lot different and who see things differently. Um, yeah, it's, this one's a challenge. This one's a challenge for everyone. Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, and, and I do see also some people kind of flipping it the other way around and taking it too far where they just seem allergic to any kind of consequences in society where it's just hyper permissive all the time. And someone commits a horrible crime and well, you know, they, they had a rough childhood. It's like, well, okay. Yeah, they probably did. But like, you know, you know, we got to have some some kind of boundaries here or else society is going to be chaotic. So, um, so yeah, I think it can, can be flipped the opposite direction. Yeah, absolutely. I, a case that I saw today comes to mind. I, I won't, I won't dive into it. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. It's so, you know, don't want to be lurid, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Definitely the, the flip side of that is also quite prevalent in society and, and, pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Well, Hey, we're just about out of time. Uh, but yeah, this was a good one. I, I appreciate your thoughts, Andrew, and, and appreciate everyone listening. Uh, yeah. Um, to err is divine. No, no, it's not to err is human <laughs> to forgive is divine. Get it right. Don't mix yeah. it up because that's important. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We will uh, catch you guys next week. Since social progress began, the dog returns to his vomit, and the sow returns to her mire, and the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copy will hit it. Terror, 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 terror.